the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. What is good, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Bam and here with Tony. Unfortunately, Joseph won't be here today. He's still under the weather. So you got me and Tony today. So like the last time we were on, it's going to be an absolute shambles. We're going to get through it and then do what we can to inform you guys about everything that's going on, especially with Decision Day coming up this weekend. And that is why we've titled this episode Decision Day. Now, Decision Day has not been great for us in the past. Out of the five seasons we've been in it, so far we've had one win, one draw, and three losses. And to me, that's just not good enough. So going this, we need to have a win to get us on the track going into the playoffs. Before we get any further, Tony, my man, how are you today? I am doing pretty well. Just had a nice nap. I'm excited for a nice week off. Sorry, you guys. I know you guys were probably waiting for a recap of Austin, but as much as the team needed a break, we needed a break. Uh, of course, unfortunately, Joseph is not with us today. Battling a quick little illness because, of course, once fall hits in California, every allergen you can think of pops up, so you get sick from something. Uh, but excited for you. Shout out to everybody in who has already traveled in Vancouver. I've already seen the post. But overall, excited for decision day. This could be the matter of second or fourth as we will break it down. Exactly. I will do a quick rundown of what happened in Austin. Obviously, we all know we had a nice little win up there. Uh, Tony, you want to give us a quick rundown of everything that happened in Austin with the Austin match? Um, I'm down. Do you want to start with the lineups real quick? <laughs> Yeah, we did a lineup real quick. Obviously, with our lineup, we had Max in goal, Hollingshead, Long, Chiellini, Plasios in defense, Ilias, um, Bogush, and Tillman in the midfield. And up front was Oliveira, Buanga, and Ordaz. We rested Vela, which I think was a good decision to do. Uh, Austin, they had Stuva, Lima, uh, Vaisanen, Cassette, Gallagher, Felicia Ring with the defensive midfield, Rigoni, Drissi, and Finlay up attacking midfield, and Bruin up top for them. Tony, let's get into what happened during the game. So, to begin the game, like we, of course, being at decision day, put ourselves in a very promising position after this game. Um, as you know, the score for spoilers alert, early access. The score was 4-2 uh, us, but it should have been more of a 4-0, except for 15 minutes that we decided to just kind of forget how to play the game and let Austin come back into it, but not really. Um, so we started off in the 13th minute, a goal by Mr. Timothy Tillman, right-footed shot up from the center of the box to the left bottom, assisted by Denise Buanga. As you could tell, this was a great leadoff to the beginning. Um, Austin fell on the sword quickly and couldn't get back. Um, again, this is not the Austin team that we have faced multiple times in the first half. Uh, being in Texas, just what, having won in two years or something like that, which is kind of crazy. So do have this away game and start off with a 1-0 lead into the half. It was great, uh, but um, would have been 1-0 lead until the 46th minute where Mr. Denise Buanga converts a penalty shot, uh, heist, and, you know, puts it 2-0. So goes in the first half, second half, 2-0. Uh, and, yeah, that's how you go. What did your thoughts on watching the match for the first half? Rough. For me, the first half, I think we just outplayed them. How we didn't score more, I have no idea. Um, obviously, the first goal by Tillman was great. The penalty, it was cleared, obviously, penalty straight away. So I don't know why the referee didn't call it to begin with, but that's pro referees for you. Um, yeah, at halftime, I was surprised it was only 2 0. I would have expected closer to maybe 3 or 4 0. But as they say, beggars can't be choosers. So I was happy with the 2 0 into the first half. Exactly. So moving into the second half, uh, 54th minute, 
Um, Mr. Buwanga, again, that man, that dangerous man, which is great for us and also bad for us because, as you know, throughout this whole season, we've put a lot of heavy burden on that back to score for us. So uh, he scores in the 54th minute with a right-footed shot from left side, six six bucks outside the box, uh, the bottom left corner. And we had some uh, substitutions on our side where we had uh, uh, Mr. Carlos Vela come in for Nathan Ortiz, and not even seven minutes later, a goal by Mr. Oliveira. Left-footed shot from the bottom right corner. And Oliveira, the whole game, even the last game, has been literally knocking on that door to score and he's provided a lot of excitement and also very obvious goal scoring where he's just kind of shooting at the keeper instead of away from the keeper and he finally puts it up and it was 4-0 by that time and you know kind of I felt like you know LAC was like let's pack it up let's go game's over but Austin had a different idea about that because in the 75th minute uh goal by Austin and then not even that uh, in oh, did I miss a goal? I think, uh, yeah, oh, no, I did not, or I did, or they scored another second goal, and that was it. We let them the last 15 minutes was not the greatest performance by the boys, unfortunately, and we have to wrap that up because, of course, going into Vancouver, we needed these three points, we needed these three points in Austin, so Vancouver could be a little bit easier, but we are guaranteed at least home field advantage moving into the playoffs. Overall, what was your biggest gripe with the game, Bam, and also the biggest concern for you? Um, No real concerns for me. Um, biggest gripe was obviously switching off for those last 15 minutes or so. Um, I do have to say, the own goal by Chiellini was a good header. You know, no keeper was going to stop that header. You can't really oh, blame okay. too much too much on that. But for me, I think look, going into it, we needed those three points. We really did, and we got that. So for me, there's no real um, concerns going in this match. Maybe a little bit concerned with why Acosta didn't play, but. I think the Tillman Ilya Bogus midfield is good, good enough to keep going. Um, my biggest concern going into the next match, obviously, will be the um, the field because we all know Vancouver, but we'll get into that a little bit later on. Um, but yeah, for me, I think we played how we should have played. We did what we had to do to get there with three points. Um, yeah, just that fifteen minutes of time of us just not concentrating to let them score is what's hurt me the most. Now, moving on to the next bit, I think some club and community news, Tony, got anything going on there? Well, before we go into club and community news, let's, what is your top three stars for this game? Ah, uh, yeah. Really? Since this is going to be the second to last yeah, one well, before yep. the polls finally close overall for the season. True, true. Um, for me, my stars, I'm going to have to go with um, three to Bwonga. You know, the brace and assist is great. Um, I'm going to go Oliveira with two stars. I thought he had a really good game um, with the goal to help cap it off. And for the one star, I'm going to go with Oh, that's a toss up. I'm going to go Hollingshead. He had a great game in defense um, for most of it. So, for me, the one star I'm going to go with Hollingshead. Where are you, Tony? Um, of course, the, the overall three points goes for myself, uh, Dini. And, you know, overall scoring, getting to the head of the Golden Boot race into the final day was great. Uh, Oliveira would be my second star because he finally broke that little wall that he's been going through and hopefully it continues and he keeps going more moving into the playoffs so he gets hot in the right way and for my last one uh would i uh, i'll split it between hollingshead 
because overall great match from him. It's, it's what he expected. He's coming on at the right time. Again, we need our players to be hot in these coming moments and moving on because playoffs are one because you have the best team and you're also on a streaky, you're streaking and hot. But also I would split that with Kilini with that amazing header goal just as a troll pick point. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, going after this week, I'll do a complete rundown of all the votes and all that for our next podcast. So we know who won and how close it was and all that kind of stuff. Now, before we get into club and community news, um, did you happen to have a look at the MLS player salary guide that got updated recently? Um, I briefly went through it. Um, I saw, of course, Vela was top of that as always but um break it down for the listeners and people yeah. online on the show live yeah we'll, we'll go through a breakdown for listeners obviously you know vela is getting paid the most with a base salary of three mil um guaranteed compensation of just under 4.4 mil uh dennis bolonga is our second most expensive player with a base of um, just under 2.1 mil and guaranteed of just under 2.5 mil um, then we've got Acosta at uh, guaranteed 1.25 um, with a guaranteed of 1.36. Uh, Aaron Long and Ilya around the 1.2 mark, guaranteed just under 1.3. Uh, Chiellini, we pay him a mil a year and he's guaranteed a mil, just under 1.1 mil. Um, our new boy, and Joseph's favorite player on the team, Mario. Uh, his base salary is 888000 I don't know why he's getting that much, but he is. Uh, Oliveira, our new goal scorer, is on 650k. Uh, the same as he's going to pay the same amount as Bogus and Buke. They're on the 650k. Uh, down at 540, we're looking at. Uh, Chiki Palacios at half a mil. We got uh, Philip Krastev, same as Tillman on half a mil. A player that I forgot we had is getting paid 475, which is Janela. He's still getting paid 475k base salary, but isn't he on loan though? So it's like technically the other team's taking that hit, yeah, but still, uh, it's 475 for is interesting um yes and he's he's guaranteed is 516. he's guaranteed is more than hollingshead who's who's on 515 base guaranteed 515. okay uh yeah and then we obviously got uh eddie segura and Jesus Murillo or both on 450. Um, now this is where this is where it gets actually interesting. Sergio Palencia. His base salary is 225,000. He's guaranteed is 432,000. He's getting more than 200,000 more than his base salary this year. I think that's probably in the contract from like what they negotiated from yeah what he's getting bargained and you probably find like you know he's hit certain metrics he's he's kpis for the year to get bonuses and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm, of course uh and then you got maldonado who's on 355 um he's getting paid five thousand dollars more than max who's on 350 base um then we got Mbake Four, who's on one hundred forty nine thousand, who, um, I, th I think now he's signed his um, playing contract with Barcelona B, so he'll be able to get some game time over there. But he's been over there training, but he hasn't played. Um, I think there was some like obviously contract stuff and all that kind of stuff. And then you got um, Tony Leone, who's on one hundred twenty five thousand. Duenas, who's on one hundred twenty five thousand. Uh, Mohamed Torre, who's on loan to, I believe it's Phoenix Rising, is on mm -hmm. 125. 
Christian Torres is on 112,000. J Mac is on 115. Uh, Ordaz is on 85,000. This should be. Unfortunately, he's a youngin, so he's not going to get the yeah. biggest bucks. He's on the same price as um, Danny Christos Domo. He's on 85,000. And then we've got a couple that's down on the 67,000s, like um, Diego Rosales and Bajung Daboe, who obviously are with the twos and all that kind of stuff. So with all that, I'm actually surprised with how low some people are. Like, honestly, I thought J-Mac would be on more than 115000 especially this year with him being the starting keeper. But, you know, that's how contracts work. You sign him for so much, and then you go from there. Exactly. So, out of all, after hearing all that news, um, who do you who do you think is the bargain from performance wise? And I'm not even talking about like what we signed him and everything like that. It's just more performance wise. Who's the best bang for their buck? Bang for the buck. I'm gonna say um, McCarthy, J Mac. You know, he he's had a great year as a starting keeper while Max's been off injured. Mm-hmm. We, we're paying him a base of 115000 with a guaranteed compensation of 121000 Okay. For me, there's not much there. Um, another, I would say, um, steel would be holding his head for 515000 has barely missed a game and is being yeah. locking down in in the, in the right back position. What about you? Uh, I was going to say Hollingshead is going to be the the first one that pops up to the head again. He produces for us, scoring goals again. Not a defender's job to do, even though he did start as a forward in his college days. As a defender, you know you're supposed to stop the ball and prevent goals. And him scoring goals and pushing everything forward, I feel like it was the Honestly, he's the best bargain. Uh, the other one, which I wish he got more playing time, and it was actually worth the bargain, are both our youngins, is Duenez and Ordaz. They've been putting up numbers yeah. and actually putting up performances on the field when they get the chance. So for them, as youngsters, as starting from you know day one of the academies and the first signees to Getting promoted to the academy, then going to MLS Pro, and as well as you know playing with the main team, those were the ones that most people weren't talking about. Again, Torres was the one that everyone had their eyes on. Those two kind of flew under the radar through most people's eyes, not to most people in the 3252 and people who have been following LAFC's youth development. So those are my picks for it. Uh, McCarthy, I there with you. Um, but it's just it's just because of like the last couple games were before he Max came in and took back his starting spot. He was not his mistakes, but there was kind of mistakes where you can yeah. see why he's not a full time starter. And yeah. you know, uh, there's... Uh, I, I I do agree there. Like I think those last couple of games, knowing that um, Max was pretty much back, might have gotten to his head a little bit, going, "I've lost my spot," so all that kind of stuff. I, I will say. At the moment, with Mario Gonzalez on eight hundred eighty-eight thousand, I think we're overpaying at the moment. He hasn't <laughs> shown much, so dude, we know what you're getting paid. Step up for that money. You've got to step up. Yeah, I sometimes, sometimes, sometimes wish we didn't know the money and like you know they didn't. We didn't have to like. Because once when money is involved and you know what a player is producing and then gaining is not the greatest thing in the world. And then you, you're like, what the hell? You're, pay- you're getting overpaid to do nothing as, you know, most people would die for that opportunity. And this is what you're a professional at any level. It doesn't matter yeah. if you're in here or anywhere else. You're a professional and you have to put up the numbers and to earn your salary. And yeah, I understand that one season can make a break a salary. And then when you go in signing, it gets you, but you have to earn, continue earning that to either keep it or keep earning more. 
exactly. I, I, I do have to say, with Bogus in the midfield, the 650, I'm happy with. I think that's not a bargain, but mm-hmm. it's leaning towards a bargain price because him in the midfield is being great. Yeah. Like with him in his position where he belongs. Like if we, if we kept him up front, then I think we'll overpay him. But because he's in the midfield where he belongs and he's playing great in the midfield, the 650 is leaning towards the bargain slash on point. I agree with you. Alrighty. Um, do you, before we go into comments, you let's talk about our uh, standings before we, so that way, you know, people can understand where we're coming at from Um, with that game moving forward. um, LAFC has now, you know, guaranteed their spot in the top four. So we are guaranteed at least the home games for the first round moving forward. We'll see what happens. With that being said, um, for us to get second place, we have a 78% chance of taking second place. Uh, third place, we have a 22% chance. And fourth place, we have a pretty much almost literally a 1% chance of getting that. Uh, with the Sounders, who's right below us, they um, they have a pretty much a negative 22, like about a 22% chance of kind of guaranteeing that. Again, there's a lot of things that have to fall for them to get that, like us losing, them winning with points-wise. And they have a 27% chance of getting third, um, 4%, uh, 20% chance of getting fourth, 23% chance of getting fifth. And if all things do not go Sounders' way, so they have an 8% chance of going to the sixth position. Uh, the other one who is in danger of taking our spot from us is Houston. Uh, they have a, like I said, 1% chance of getting second place again there's a lot of things that have to fall in for that to happen us losing sounders losing etc etc uh they have also a 28 chance of getting third uh 31 most likely chance of getting fourth 26 percent chance of dropping out of that position and getting fifth and first they have 16 percent chance of getting six so overall us getting fourth is not that likely but uh worst case scenario seattle 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 beats st louis and the white caps beat us and we finish third that is the worst possibility that we can get and um honestly it's like i said like what i said last podcast and like we we all agreed on is like as much as we I know we were focused on the last two games. We had to focus on this one. So this one made it easier for us. And I do like our chances of getting second and, you know, most likely getting home field advantage all the way up until the MLS Cup final. And then from there, we shall see. Again, St. Louis has to also make it up there so we don't get home field for the final. But we'll at least have to travel once. That's for sure for the beginning of the playoff. But after that, we'll see what happens moving forward. Exactly. So going through it too is, you know, worst case scenario, we finish fourth. We all know that kind of stuff. For us to finish third, to like guaranteed third place, we need either case one, tie the white caps, case uh, two, Sanders lose to or tie St. Louis, case three, um, uh, Houston loses or ties to the Timbers, and that will guarantee us at least third spot. Second spot, to guarantee second spot, we beat the Whitecaps, plain and simple. Or we tie the Whitecaps, and the Sounders lose or tie to St. Louis, we guaranteed second spot. Case three, Sounders lose or tie to St. Louis, and Houston lose or tie to the Timbers, we guaranteed second spot. So those are, are the three ways for us to guarantee second spot. So for that, I do have to say, you know, let's just go out there and win. Let's leave it to ourselves and go out there and win. But we all know our history with decision days. Decision days for us are not the greatest. So going through the history of decision days for us, um, go back to our very first season, 2018. It was an away game to 
Kansas City. We ended up losing two one. Mm-hmm. Um, that was even after Kansas City had a player sent off in the sixty second minute. We we're down one nil up to thirty seven minutes. That player sent off sixty second. 63rd, Vela scores, and then we copped a goal in the 70 seconds to lose 2-1. 2019, a home game against Colorado. We actually won this one. It was a 3-1 win to us over Colorado with a hat-trick to Vela. 2020, so yes, a COVID year. We ended up tying this game 1-1 to Portland. Vela scoring in the fifth. And us copying a 90th minute equalizer at home. We go to 2021, the infamous Colorado away game. That's all I'll say about that. And then last year, it was at home to Nashville. We lose 1 0, thanks to a 53rd goal to Nashville. So over the five years, we've had one win, one tie, and three losses. For me, we need to break that trend of losses on on decision day. We need to win. What do you think about that, Tony? Um, the past is the past, and you can't look. You can look to it to kind of gauge how we how the team does. But overall, you hopefully we break the trend and win. That's all I want is just to win. Go into the playoffs with a you know on a high. Beat Vancouver on that field and, you know, secure that second place spot instead of worrying about if this team does this and this team does that, then we get this. Or if this team doesn't do this, then we get this. Uh, I like that we have the destiny in our hands. All we have to do is just win. That's all. Go in there, win by any score. It doesn't matter. By one, by two. and, And we guarantee that spot. So hopefully we break the trend. History... History will not repeat itself, but again, history is just kind of a gauge of what possibilities can happen and how we've performed in the past, but things can change. 100%. All right, so that's all Decision Day stuff that we're going to talk about. So let's move on to club and community news. Tony, for the people that aren't going up to Vancouver, where are Mm -hmm. some of the watch parties? So some of the watch parties have been released and then... And then they forgot to put it on there. Uh, but I can tell you from right now, D9U is having a watch party as my phone is freaking out because I have my all my information on my phone, like always. Uh, D9U is having a watch party at 3 p.m. at SoFi Covina at 699 South... Uh, Brantia Avenue, Covina, California, 91... 723. Uh, it is a Halloween watch party. So potluck, pumpkin carving, kids content, and a scrimmage because of the fields. Um, I know there is a 3252 watch party that is uh talk to your local leaders for those ones to understand the information. You already know, so you know where to meet up for that. And I will post more moving forward when more on our socials when it comes that. As well as for other stuff that happened, uh, we did do the box lunch a couple last week. Uh, thank you for all those who uh, gave up their time and effort for them to, you know, make a lunch for the homeless and everything like that. So congratulations to you guys. And on with that, that is all. Oh, of course, I kind of forget. Apologies. It's... Uh, uh, the Mo Fascio futsal court still needs to be built. I wish I could forget about it. And we've already built it. And we're just saying, you know, if you can help, please do this. Like, no. But uh, you can donate by going to LAFC.com slash Mo Fascio and make a donation of a dollar to $99 for Dennis Bowanga, whatever you like. Um, and that's about it for community news. Thanks for that. So we'll, we'll, right now we'll jump on into the um, comments for everyone there. I see you all there. So we'll get on in there um, and we'll get on to that. So let's start off with 
who we got in here so far. But Gomez coming saying hi to everyone. Um, we got Daniel in here. What's worse for Austin fans getting worked by us once again or Wolf in? I would say getting worked by us. You know, Wolf's a great manager. He should stay there as long as possible. He's doing great things. Bullshit. Um, but yeah, no, I'm happy for him to stay there as long as possible. Um, Cutie's in here. Another for Daniel. Um, he says, don't mind Dennis ha having a heavy burden besides looking off Carlos in messy games. He's performed well. He's able to focus on his game without the armband or being an emotional leader. Yeah, I, I will agree with that. Um, he also agrees that Chiellini's goal was a banger. Um, he's coming to see that Bogus is a bargain. Um, so you say, how much does the pigeon make? I don't know. That, that's that's top secret. That that there. So we'll find. Hopefully, find out with some digging. We'll find out for that. Um, Daniel says McCarthy getting a messy jersey is nice consolation for not getting the opportunity to play with him. Um, Dave Gomez agree with Daniel on the Dennis and Carlos take. Uh, Soccer USA starting orders really seemed to do us well. Within minutes, he was already in Stuber's head. His hustle and decision making is is hard to duplicate. I was hoping to see him get the nod next game. Um, yeah, you know, I like to see him play a lot more. Ordaz has a lot of um good upside, and I agree with you, he got into Stuber's head, you know. You see, Stuber wasn't too happy with him, um, putting pressure on him. So for that, keep doing it. Uh, so you say, what would you say is LFC's superpower on the field? As in, what do we need to do? What do we do better than most teams? Um, for me, I would say it's uh, the way that we can gel together in the games you know there's a lot of times where people automatically know where the, where another person is going to be like i could have my like you see some of the times where Ilya's backs to vela but he knows where vela is so he knows how to pass to vela on a quick turn and all that kind of stuff to me the way that the team gels majority of the games is really good what are your thoughts on that one mm -hmm. superpower on the field i think is our wings to be honest it's always been like our superpowers because um john john thornton loves his wingers as joseph has always says winger fc if we can call it a different name for lafc it's going to be wingers fc uh our lines and stuff, stuff like that and and what we can do better and what we do better than most teams of course is just like sometimes finding the talent that some people can't find and you know gifting them to other teams so their their seasons can be better uh if you have uh, like talk about rossi as he you know thought he left for Fenerbahce and came back to mls and play for plays for columbus chicho of course as everyone knows playing for real salt lake uh uh blackman playing in vancouver as well as uh um, uh, Zimmerman in Nashville as well. So those are, I feel like, the, be the what we do best in most teams. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, suppose we better get the elephant in the room. Um, so you say thoughts on San Diego's Keebler Fudge Cookie Crest? Disappointed. I'm very disappointed. You know, San Diego Wave has a beautiful crest. And then they come out with this. Um, your San Diego, do better. That's all I got to say on it. Uh, Burke agrees the crest is bad. Looks like a Girl Scout cookie from your Soccer USA. Uh, here's a good one. You all think Villa retires if we don't win? I don't think he's going back to Mexico. Um, I think we're going to keep him for one more year. And then we'll see what happens after that. Um, I think he wants to retire on a high more than a low. What do you think? Of, would you agree with that, Tony? 
feel like retires more on a high than a low if we don't win it this year? Um, I, if if he comes back, it has to be for the right for the right uh, paycheck. Unfortunately, I don't feel he is DP worthy at the moment. Uh, or overall in the last couple of seasons, yes, he as much as he is part of our history and like you know a very club legend, I feel he needs to step down on paycheck. Uh, going back to Mexico is very, I don't know, questionable. I don't see him going there. If like, again, the, the rumors with him is he's going to back to his, to Chivas. Uh, the other rumor of course is America wants him. So going there. And uh, I think he's, I think he retires most likely the, like, again, the way everything has been setting up the Vela bobble had the way he like, you know, said goodbye in the last home game and everything. It's kind of, Pointing to the fact that it could be his time as a professional soccer player has come to an end. As you've seen, most players have been retiring earlier than most. Uh, you know, Bale at 33, uh, Hazard recently at 32. So could be he could be the next one retiring after the season. Yeah, a couple of people replying to everyone there. And here we go from Soccer USA. Do you think the 3252 will ever create a call and respond chance so other fans get involved? Seems like whenever the whole stadium starts chanting, I get goosebumps. Um, come up with one and submit it. You know, submit it to your, come up with a chance, submit it to your SG, and then they'll pass it on to the 3252. And it's good enough, you can get up there. You might be the one that creates one. Um, and he's on third jerseys. I don't think we'll get, get one this year. Uh, this one will be more for you, Tony. What are your thoughts on the new food food fest of amazing food on Christmas Tree Lane? Have you tried the new food at at all? At the fields, you mean? I think or, it does. Or are you talking about the new pop up like of vendors that have been coming up? Um, I get there pretty either early enough for the game, or I'm just relaxing and just you know, kind of. I fast during games is the best way to say it. Besides my coffee, hopefully that they are still there during the playoffs. Um, uh, but uh, from what I've tasted, it's really good. Uh, the fields is like decent, and I love like they're bringing the fields back, so you have some other place to go to it. Uh, so that's all I have to say about the food on Christmas tree lane slash fields. Ah. Uh. Happy birthday, Dave Gomez. You know, today's your birthday, so I hope you have a great day. Um, don't celebrate too hard, but celebrate the best you can. Uh, everyone there wishing you happy birthday. Anthony is can't wait for the playoff game next week. Uh, let's get through this week first. Let's get the win. Um, Dave, coming. We have a lot of contracts expiring after this season. Who do you all think we'll keep? Uh, I'd like to see us keep majority of them, um, especially a lot of the young kids. They're the ones I want us to keep. But if the if as a player the money's right to go elsewhere, you can't really hate them going elsewhere. We should lock them down a lot sooner with that. Um, Daniel coming in here. I get that the Vela not worth a DP talk, but kind of hard to argue based on never having three DPs. Yeah, I agree there. Um, maybe there's some other ways that we can work it all out because I'm, I'm pretty sure next season they're increasing the salary cap anyway. They're bringing that forward because the messy effect. And Burke coming in, th- think we have a good chance of a third jersey next season. You never know. What happens next year is next year. Let's keep focusing on this year. Um, Thoughts on that, Tony? Depending how they do it because they'll – because New York's and Atlanta's third jersey has been shite, I guess. Is that a? Is, is, I don't know if that's yeah. a. Yeah, um, uh, it's I'll been like, that. and it's like the only the. Okay, I know. All right, here I'll I'll, I'll let the elephant out of the not the elephant out of the room, but like the hot the, the elephant that everybody wants to talk about and what color they want. Everybody wants a gold jersey. Um. Barcelona has done the gold jersey and everyone's seen how it's looked. With that being said, I 
don't know if that gold jersey would be the right fit. Um, I do like where it gets more creative of like where they do something very similar to what the combination of certain things uh, like the Roma kit again, it's yes, it's a black one, but they associate the colors back to the old style, stuff like that. Or uh, the, uh, who was the LCS a third bar or uh, who has another third cool kit? Like something that's like very unique. Uh, I would love the gold kit. I know a lot of people would love that gold kit, but I don't know how would it would look a on in person for us and b um, on the field. And what shorts would you uh, put into it? Because we've done, you know, what was it? The cream shorts with the black with the white shorts, and it just looked awful. When we should have done black. So again, it also comes back to what shorts we wear with it too, because the night can kill the jersey as well. No, I, I do agree. Um, my biggest thing is, and I will say now, the Atlanta third kit, I think it's actually terrible. The New York third kit, I don't mind. I get where they're going with it. They're, it's a mashup with the 50 years of hip hop, so I don't mind that. Is it, a, oh my God, I'm going to go buy it? No. If I was given it, would I hate it? No. It's a, it's a their kit. I understand where they went with it. Could have been better, yes. Could have been worse, a hell of a lot worse. So for me, um, I think if we go into a third kit, I think we've got to do something that can incorporate something to do more with LA. Like you know, there's a like a anniversary with LA. Do something that incorporates that. That for me is what I think we should do if we do get a third kit. All right, so that's all the comments for now. We'll get back into them a bit later on. And now we're going to move on into Vancouver. Uh, oh, we'll do the Black Girl Vinyl Club first. We'll do that. Oh, one yeah, first. I about that. So eventually, yeah. <laughs> we gave this one over to Joseph. Um, although he's not here with us live, we like nah, this is on on you to do. You know, you're missing out, so we're going to have to chuck you in here for something like that. He's kind with a band from Vancouver called Metric and the album. For Meta Era, um, with the song "Songs All Comes Crashing Down" and "Doom Scroller," if Joseph's into it, means that should be fairly good. If not, target all your anger towards him. <laughs> so for this week, the band is Metric, and the album is For Meta Era. So everyone, go have a listen to that, and then go through and let Joseph know what you think about that. I got to, I was going to say, I have to, at some point, go through all these 322 episodes. Mind you, I know we started the Vinyl Club later than 322 and make a playlist of every song and album, or just song, because we always pick the song, and just make a playlist yeah. on Spotify so people can listen to what what we've picked over the years, over the last two years. And, and see, like, how many times we have doubled up without knowing we've doubled up. Oh, yeah. we've There's been times where we've known we double up, but it's just, like, it's out of all the things, like, certain certain cities and states yeah. are known for that musician. And there's known for that musician, there's only one song you can really go to. Like, there are the other albums, but when you say that that one artist, it's always, you know, this is this, his song. This is the song that made him famous and well-known for. So Exactly. All right. Let's get into this week's game. And that is Vancouver. Tony, how has Vancouver been going this year? So uh, Vancouver at the moment for their last, uh, for the year, has gone 12 wins, 11 ties, 10 losses with a gold, with, a, with 47 points. In their last five games, they have tied Seattle nil-nil, uh, beat St. Louis 3-0, uh, tied uh, DC United 2 2, tied Rapids 2 2, and lost to Salt Lake 2 1. So they have been a very defensive but also tight nip tied team. So it's feasible to, um, it's feasible to say we can probably get some points out of this. Mind you, I say probably because they have a um 
they have a like you know like i've said before moving forward there's no easy game they're they're battling for a position at the moment uh at a playoff position as well as us so you know i mean let me see in their showing right now vancouver right now is technically um fourth um, one, two, three, four, five, six in the six. moment. Yeah, and they have the possibilities with the outcome to get third. So they have the possibilities of homing a home, uh, home game with the possibility of fourth and fifth, which like most likely six. And if they get six, they end up and all goes our well. They're most likely playing the Sounders because of right now, if everything ends today and we move forward and say we win, everything moves forward. We are playing Dallas in the first round. Sorry, hold on. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, and um, it's moving forward, like as like uh, Joseph has said. We are nearly head to, in the head to head. We're nearly saying we have six wins. So they have five. So we have one more win against them. But again, we're going to Vancouver, which we don't normally win on turf and vancouver is a very hard place to win for us in general and we're also going to be missing some key people in the back line that's correct so um going into it obviously we all know what's like in vancouver vancouver are missing two players they have um hassle out and cubis out for us the only one that's really guaranteed out is i'd say is costa because of you know, he didn't play last match. I don't think we'll risk him up there this match. Um, other players that I think will probably be out is obviously, I don't think Kielina will go up. Um, that will, might be an out for me. And that's all we know that, that who will be missing for that. Um, going into it, players to watch for me, especially from Vancouver, um, would have to be none other than Brian White, you know, their top scorer. Um, obviously, Ryan Gould with the top assists. You know, like, Brian White's got 15 goals. Ryan Gould's got 11 goals. So they're the two main scorers for them. Assist-wise, Ryan Gould's got 12. So, and then got Brian White with four assists. So if you shut down White and Gould, you know, that's two players that if you shut them down, you are going to be great with that. Um, for you, Tony, who, who do you have to look out for mainly for Vancouver? Um, I'm going to go very different and it's just cause it's, I feel the, the, the reaction is not the players. But the referee and the field and how we play on this field is what we have to look out for. And that's why, because I feel moving forward, we have one of the best teams on in the uh, in the league. And when we're on top, when we are firing at all cylinders, no one can hold a candle to us. But the thing that is a very kind of equalizer is the field, of course, turf not our biggest thing and playing in Vancouver, but also the referees. Some re for some reason, most fans as all they all say the refs hate us. So that is my things to watch out for to see how the players are going to, how the referee is going to, um, how the players are going to move forward that way. But if anything, gold is always the one that's going to be for player wise. Gold is the one that I always have to, Watch out for he's he's one of their players that just has a gripe against us. Mm -hmm. So I just thought why doing that. I thought look up. Let's see who the referee for our match is. The referee for our match is um, Fotis Bazokos. I'm going to guess that's how he his name is. Um, he has has he done an LAFC game? He's done one LAFC game. And that game we drew. Now, which game that was, I'm not 100% sure. I'll look into that. 
and go from there. Um, let's have a quick look. Here he goes. Who is he? The name doesn't ring a bell to me. That's which, which is a good and a bad thing, of course, because you never want to remember the referees. But there are some memorable referees that are known for certain things, and you know, yes, um, referees can right. be characters, and I do love that sometimes, but not when they affect the game. Let's have a look. Bounce off. <laughs> All righty. The one game he did for us mm-hmm. was back in 2019. It was a nil-nil draw against Chicago at home at the bank. Okay. So I wonder if I was home for that one. Yeah. So that game there. Here, here, here are some, some names that. Um. Our starting lineup for that game was Miller in gold, Bedisher, Zimmerman, Segura, and Harvey in defense. Mm-hmm. Atwester, <laughs> Mac, and Blessing in midfield. Rossi Villa. And Ramirez was up top. Okay. So going by that, you know, he showed a couple of yellow cards. Seemed like a fairly consistent game. So I'm looking forward to it. You know, there's sometimes we sit there and go, "Oh no, not this ref." But you know what? I'm actually looking forward to this. <laughs> All right. With that being said, and potential lineups and who's going to show up who is who do you what do you think Vancouver and us are going to come up to all right for us i'm going to say max and goal okay agree um agree holding his head and plus us outside backs okay that's a hundred percent i'll agree with you on that one because you can't really um unless you want to mix it up but again final game of the season we'll have a rest why not and we've already had like a week's loss rest so might as well play go all out uh center backs i'm gonna go long and plentia what long and for center backs yep mario's not available Oh no, Mar- yeah, Marilla. I completely forgot about him. Yeah, I go long and Marilla. Sorry, I was gonna um, say I'm yeah. like Marilla's yeah. there. Um, uh, I yeah. don't know about long. Honestly, would you I do feel like- Maldonado. Yeah, I would do Maldonado. Uh, long is a good replacement for Murillo. and I, again, Cleanly's not playing. Yeah, I know Cleanly's not playing. He doesn't play on turf, and I'd rather have him later on when for the playoff yep. run than. I don't think he. I don't think he'll ever play on turf. I think most European players, when they come here, and won't play on this unless they're younger and they get used to it. But the older folks, unfortunately, turf is a no go. Uh, I think I would do Maldonado for that one, and then have Long either substitute in for uh, either or. Yep. Uh, midfield. I'm going to say midfield. Um, Tillman, Ilya, Bogus. Uh, I think Tillman rest. Um, I, he did. I think he's earned the super sub part of it. Ilya is a for sure. I agree with you that one. Bogus. Uh, again, Krastoff. I want to see him start there, but right now yeah. he's also a good super sub. So, yeah, uh, that's why that's why I put Tillman in there because Acosta's not going to travel. He was injured last out last game with an injury. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't risk him coming back on this field. True, but is he ruled out for this game? Has it been officially announced that he's been ruled out for no. it? No, it has not been officially announced. But going by some information I've seen out there, um, there's talk of he won't be back till late October. Well, we are in late October, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like late October could be now, could be next week. So for me, with it being a leg injury, I wouldn't risk it. If he travels and he plays, I say Acosta. Um, yeah. If he doesn't, uh, I'll put Tillman in, and hopefully Duenas flies out with the team so he can be an option to sub in with Crosscuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, up top, I'm going to go Oliveira, Ordaz, and Vela. I'll give Bulunga a little break, have him come on as a sub. I think 
I do like that. I do think Ordaz deserves a start, but I think it goes back to the top three, which is the our you know our official best winning yep. of winning is uh, Buanga, Oliveira, and uh, Vela again. Yeah. Uh, Oliveira, I know, is not the best finisher, but he provides enough danger where people can gives enough space for Vela and Buanga to make those crazy runs and be open and they have to keep an eye on him. Uh, Subwise, Odas is there. Uh, we also have uh, Luke there yep. as well, so it's going to be okay. No, I, I want Odas to get another crack. You know, he played 62 minutes. He did great. Um, maybe, yeah, either do the same lineup or change Bonga for Vela, so Bonga has a little bit of a break, but I think having Vela come off the bench, especially last game, was actually a, a nice surprise and it was good that way. So I I, I do want to see Ordaz start. That that's what I'd like. Um now going for Vancouver. Um I don't see much change from the last lineup. You know, you had uh Tack and Goal. Uh, back line was Labdora. Um Vasilinovic and Blackman. I expect to see Blackman start, you know, former LOC player. They always want to start them against us. Uh, Lier, Viti, uh, Berhalter, and uh, Adi Gubi in the midfield as defensive midfielders. Holyet and Gould as attacking midfields and White up top, you know. Gould and White guaranteed starters, plain and simple. But I expect to see that be their lineup. You know, they've had a long break like us, so coming in i expect to see that mm-hmm. is there anyone that you expect to be surprised line up for them or i think like everyone in like i don't see anyone really change from the last game against seattle uh maybe brown or no browns or no i don't yeah from yeah, from their last lineup, I don't see anything changing again. That's like their best lineup for the tie, and like it's been keeping them intact. Again, they're trying to play for a playoff position, a home playoff game uh, position. So I expect them to come out with the what the lineup was there. I don't disagree. There's I, I want to, but there's nothing to disagree on that one. No, there isn't. Um... Yeah, so that's what we think coming up for this game. Um, we'll get back into some of the comments from you guys. Now, where were we? Um, the Galaxy still in the MLS. Unfortunately, yes. As long as they keep going with how they're going, I'm happy with that. You know, you always need that one rival that always steps up for our game but can't do anything for the rest of the year. So... Stay how they're going. We're happy with that. Um, Dave comes. We need the last to perform. This will set the tone for the cup run. It will. So we'll see what we had to do. Soccer USA. If you had to pick your current top three eligible players, whom would you pick? Well, let's Bulanga. go. Bulanga. That's going to be the top one. Yeah, it's just simple. Um, I'm going to say Bogush. Okay. Since he's moved into midfield, amazing. And I'm going to go Holland said. With taking him out of defense, and I think it'll be a lot different down there. Hollingshead, I'll agree with you on that. He's a very impactful player because we we don't have that many wing, like right or left back options, and he fills that position really well. And of course, has the opportunity to score when he goes up there. So it's puzzle. so he is one of those that is top three. Uh, well, I'm honestly going to say Ilya. Uh, if we don't have Ilya on the field, we kind of be we're kind of lost. And he, again, he is the true captain on the field. I know Vela has the band and everything, but if you look on the field, who's the person who is controlling the field, flow of motion? Ilya acts, plays like our captain. Yeah, no, I do agree with that. Um, so, just again, what would you say is the biggest issue with Buke and Gonzalez? Buke, I'm not 100% sure with. Gonzalez, I think he's not getting a love from Joseph, so he's not playing up to his potential. So, uh, so Joseph, 
show him more love and he'll start scoring. Bug, I feel like he's just still developing into the player that he needs to be pushing uh, harder than he's, you know, he's trying to improve himself. You know what I mean? He's a European player, a young European player, one of the uh, scouted out for his national team and unders, but he's not performing the way he should be performing with Gonzalez. It's I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt as much as I shouldn't. He came in half season, which is hard to integrate into a system, got put into a very difficult position in the Monterey game. Let's be honest. I didn't agree with that action, put him in another one to get a get associated minutes with the team than an actual elimination game. Um, but he is not the number nine. He's a number nine, but the number nine that we need in our front line. He is a very more distributor, like be there when the ball is and be able to pass it and get the person open, but not the grinder goal that you expect from a former players that we needed. Yeah, I agree there. Uh, should we start a GoFundMe credit Guzman Tifa to help recruit him? No, I think we've already got some enough recruiting going on there for him if we do get him, if he wants to come to MLS. Um, what's it like being an Australian fan, being an Australian LFC fan? Do people ask what the hat is? Yeah, I guess we come from time to time. You know, I'm help trying to spread the word of not only the MLS, but LFC through Australia. Um, I've actually got a couple of know a couple of other people around Australia, one of them based out of Adelaide, who's a Timbers fan. You've got an Atlanta fan up in Sydney. So every now and then we try and catch up with, if we're interstate and just have a couple of beers and enjoy and all that kind of stuff. And also, are there any young talents in Australia else you should take a look at? Funny you should mention that. Oh, um, God. The, the A-League actually starts this weekend. So if you're up for late nights this weekend, Tune in, have a look at it. There are some young kids that are coming through right now. Um, for example, there was a player that played um, in Australia last year, Qual, who signed a deal with Newcastle. He's been loaned, he got loaned out to Hearts last season, and then he's been loaned out again this year. He's 18 years old, and go from there. Uh, no, we do not drink fosses. That's the stuff we ship to you guys, so we don't have to drink it. But Fosses is Australian for beer, though. It's absolutely horrendous. Um, I'd say that we drink more Coronas in Australia than we do Fosters. But it's not Australian for beer, though. I know. And Black and Gold Shoulder, Marriage G shouldn't be in the squad again. Um, give him time. Give him time. And... When Joseph shows him love, he'll show love back to us. That's what we'll go with there. <laughs> I think that does it for all of those. So let's get into um, final thoughts. Tony, lead us off. Uh, <laughs> final thoughts uh, for the game is drink responsibly. Responsible. Uh, yeah, I can't even speak right now. Sorry. For some reason, every time I do the pod, I always take a nap right before the pod. So my... I'm catching up and waking up, so apologies. Uh, you know, if you're on Vancouver, have fun. Uh, make sure you're dressed for the right. I think it's somewhat cold, but so you don't have to worry about a very cold winter. Uh, if you're going to the watch parties, have fun. This is uh, the last regular season watch parties that we'll have moving forward. And then, of course, playoff starts, and then we'll start having those, so it should be fun. And then, of course, um, uh, I'll segue into them, but it's okay not to be okay. Um, check up on your loved ones. Uh, I know personally from myself, my uh, father has been going through a bit of a difficult rush the last couple of weeks. And, you know, he, me and him have been spending more time going to the gym together. And, you know, he's been accept like loving that. So uh, just check on him, you know, even going to the gym, playing games with friends catching up on formula one which is here in vegas so if you're in vegas and you know can catch that have fun with that if you have the money let's just be honest it's it's i it's think it's the most expensive formula one ticket ever but again vegas is vegas um and yeah it's okay not to be okay there 
is a pin that I did buy from Hot Topic that says it's okay to be okay. And it does donate. Yeah, it does donate to the cause. So with that, I pass that on to Bam. Again, guys, mental health is huge. It's massive for not just me, but for everyone else here. Um, being on the show with the boys has helped me with my mental health and other kind of stuff. You know, every now and then, just go for a walk. Say, hey, let, let's go for a um, go for a hike. You know, all that kind of stuff that can help with everything. Just make sure that you check in on your mates. Conversations can save a life, and just go out and do all that kind of stuff. For everyone that's gone to Vancouver, have fun. Don't get in too much trouble because it is international. You can get banned from traveling internationally if you do do naughty things. Um, you can get banned from going to Canada and all that kind of stuff. So just behave yourselves. Don't get into too much trouble and have fun. Now, Tony, final word of the day. Stay golden, Los Angeles. And from me to all you guys, stay golden. listening to the heart of lafc make sure to leave us a rating and review on itunes or stitcher shoulder to shoulder the black and gold is taking over